Warning, the following program contains an open, honest, frank, and sometimes explicit discussion of sex. Listener discretion is advised. Midwest Menage a Trois. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever the hell time you're listening to us. Welcome to Midwest Menage a Trois. Tonight, we bring you part two of the Ginger Lynn interview. We really hope you enjoy this one. Midwest Menage a Trois. You get into the adult industry, and as we've mentioned before, you you make all these films in this really short amount of time, which is how that industry kind of works. Um, they just pump I, film out well, film there was after so film. Much work for me, yeah, yeah. Well, back then there were only about ten films made per month. It wasn't the same as it is today by any means. So you know, those ten films, you know, you wanted to be in the best one that they were putting out, right. or two, however many you could fit in. So I, w- I was really lucky. I did 69 films in two years and three months. No pun intended. I was going to say, that was way. that my design? <laughs> <laughs> Not my design, no. I find 69 to be a very tedious sexual position. Um, whoever's on the top, the other one's on the bottom. And you just like, I can't get, if I'm on the bottom, you're like fucking my face and I can't breathe if I'm on the top. And I get too involved in you looking at my pussy and I can't pay attention to your cock. It's just too much work. I'm not a 69 girl. I'm not either. Carmen, you just echoed Carmen's sentiment exactly. It, it, isn't that a lot of work? It is. I mean, side to side, you can kind of pull it off, but it's just not fun yeah and guy know? on top just really doesn't work because i need control over that yes yes <laughs> and then if you're on top i mean hopefully he's good at what he's doing back there and if you're that good i can't pay attention to what i'm supposed to be doing up here i'm i'm back there <laughs> right i'm i'm like a guy you know my, i think with my clit <laughs> So what I'm hearing is neither one of you can multitask. Okay. <laughs> well, neither one of us want to multitask. Yeah, there you go. There's a difference we, we, between can and want. <laughs> no, I really can't. We, you know, I just did uh, the first season of my new podcast, which is called the, the Ginger and Row Show, and we were doing all of our, our little intros because it's, we shoot video for everything, and. Uh, Oh, what was I going to say? We were shooting our video, we were shooting our intro. Multitasking. Lost my train of... Oh, multitasking. <laughs> and so my director goes, okay, I want you to carry on a conversation while you guys are, are you know, uh, skipping up toward the, toward the studio. And I literally broke down and laughed. I couldn't, I couldn't talk and walk at the same time. Could not do it. <laughs> couldn't do it. And... I just finished a film that I had the lead in. I start my next feature starts uh, last weekend of September or yeah, last week of September goes into October. I've got four projects coming up this year um, that are still in the works. And why am I bringing see you guys have gotten all over the place. <laughs> I was right just going to say, we're jumping around a little bit, but that's all right. We're going to get to, to uh, your acting in just a minute. Tell me about this podcast though. You guys are, uh, you recorded a full season, I've heard, and it's gonna. When's it gonna air? Where and where can we find it? Well, I've been doing radio. I started back in 2002 uh, with a station called KSEX Radio, and from there, uh, in 2003, I moved over to Playboy Night Calls. So I've I've been behind a microphone for over 15 years. 
Uh, and now living in Las Vegas, I have such a wonderful uh, group of, of talent that, that come into the city all of the time. So we, my, the show is, is a lot like yours. It's sexually based, educational, but my co-host is a female comedian. So when I have guests on, I have one comedian and one porn star or sex worker or cam girl or just somebody that, that has a sex positive attitude or like I've had Jonas on the air, you know, or I get my mainstream buddies to come on. Sure. Um, so what we've done is you can hear it anywhere that there's a podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, whatever app you have, we are on every single app that is out there where you can see us is on YouTube. Um, we're looking at the second, is that Monday the 2nd of September? Yes, yeah. I believe so. Uh, yeah, that's when we're looking to air the first episode. And uh, then we've got 15 of them in the can. We, we did, so we did it. So it's more like a, it, it's, it's, it's definitely a podcast, but we have the, vid, the video element of it. And what it goes, a lot of times I go too far. Uh, <laughs> no. I can't, I know, right? <laughs> um, but I do. And so uh, there's the unedited version will be available at gingerland.com. That's where the titties are out and, the, you know, whatever body parts the girls t- want to bring out and whatever we're doing with them. So there are some episodes that uh, you'll only be able to see partially on YouTube, <laughs> but so anywhere it, and everywhere. The podcast is out ahead. now. So we can go onto iTunes or SoundCloud or any of those and find the actual podcast now, or is that coming out the, Not, that same you know, time? It's coming out. We're, we're aiming for uh, Monday the 2nd. Okay, so the YouTube YouTube and the not, podcast, everything on the 2nd. Everything. Awesome. Everything is, should be out. That, that's, our, that's our goal date. But I've got a really incredible team of, uh, you know, I, I hired a director and a producer and, and two people to do, uh, one person to do camera and two people to work the boards and lighting. And, you know, I mean, I, 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 I don't do anything half-assed. I also heard that there's a Rockford connection to the podcast. You got a couple of people working on it that oh have God. Rockford connections? Yes. I I brought in somebody, uh, my producer, I brought him, uh, I worked with him at Playboy. And so I brought him in, and he lives in Los Angeles. I'm in Las Vegas now. And he said, can I bring uh, my friend, and, and he's a director. And I'm like, you know the budget. You know, it's... it's <laughs> Right. Coming out of your pocket, <laughs> up to you. Yes, absolutely. I would love to have a director on the set. So he brought in his director, who's from Rockford. Really? And then <laughs> he's got a girl that he's been flirting with here in Vegas for like 20 years, and they're finally both single. She came over. She's from Rockford. Oh so I have two Rockford people in my in my house for like five days. That's crazy. <laughs> Small world after all. Yeah. Isn't it though? And, and you can always tell Rockford people, or at least I can. They're nice um, for the most part. For the most they really part. are. Yeah. Um, well, they used to be. I don't know if it's changed, but you no, know, they I are. grew up. Yep. You know, good. Yep, definitely. I do want to uh, offer our our thanks to you. Um, 
first of all, because you mentioned Playboy Radio. Uh, we were devout listeners of Playboy Radio when it was on Sirius XM. Uh, we listened oh. every single day. We listened to uh, everything. Tiffany Granith. We listened to you and, and Christy Tiffany. on Night Calls. Christy, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was it was fantastic. And when that went off the air, that was so sad. And that's what prompted it was our show. horrible. Yeah, that's why we decided really? to start doing something because, like, our outlet was gone. We used to listen to it, it and we'd come gone. home and discuss stuff and we'd talk about things we heard and, and that was gone. So we're like, well, let's start our own. Well, and at the well, time, Tiffany Granith, yeah, Tiffany Granith was on at the time that both of us were driving home from work. So by the time we met up at home, we had just listened to the show. Did and, you hear this or did you hear that? Yeah. And so we it, right. it opened up our line of communication and we wanted to bring something like that to where people could either listen to us together or listen separately and say, you know, I heard this. What do you think? You know, can you listen to this right. and let's talk about it because let's open up that communication. And so when they went off, it was it was a very sad day. Absolutely. So I, we're I, so glad I, that I you're coming back. Heart. Yeah, I'm glad you I got another show. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I just, I love being behind the mic. I love the theatrics. I love that. I love my guests. I love learning about new people. I love, it's just, it's just one of my elements. Anything, I'm a total right side brain, right brain, right side brainer. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, we got you. <laughs> well, there's your perfect example right there. <laughs> I'm very creative. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so like we said uh september 2nd you'll be able to get her podcast ginger's podcast and the youtube channel will be up then so make sure you guys all check that out and because it's have be awesome. you actually said the name of the podcast it's called the ginger and rose show and the you ginger can go and rose show on, yep the ginger and rose show you can go on we have a, a facebook page we have a twitter page and what we do is at the opening of each of our shows, we take uh, a question or two from our, our listeners. So um, you can go to the Ginger and Rose Show on Twitter, and you can go to the Ginger and Rose Show on Facebook and find us there. And just about tomorrow, um, I'm going to be putting photos up from behind the scenes of our studio and our guests and how crazy and wild we are. We had one girl. She was a comedian that came in on a bus from Los Angeles to do the show. Total fucking nut job. She was not, she started with politics. I'm like, okay, three things on my show. We don't talk about politics, religion, and abortion. Done. That's just, <laughs> you know, you're going to alienate 50% of your audience no matter what you believe. So we don't do that. Within 15 minutes, she had her tits out and I had, uh, baggy the, the clamps that you use to close you know like your chip bags oh yeah those little clips <laughs> had those on her nipples and she was she was drunker than a skunk and so she's now getting into porn so after <laughs> she wouldn't leave she would not leave she stayed for five hours oh my goodness five hours yeah, did you teach that trick to rose <laughs> yeah our mutual friend rosemary yeah she likes those clips <laughs> I love Rosemary and her husband too, and I can't remember his name right John. now. John, yeah. um, they are frequent guests of ours. Yes, John. yeah, John and Rose yeah. are on the show quite often. Oh, that's I awesome. love them both. They actually have um, one of my paintings hanging in their home. Yes, they do. We've seen it. It's awesome, and that that's very beautiful. Um, 
And don't forget, you can also go to gingerlinart.com, right? Is that the right thing? You can go to yeah. gingerlinart.com, and then there's one other place you can go. I don't want to confuse people, so no. always gingerlin. gingerlinart.com, gingerlin.com, gingerlinauctions.com. And what gingerlinauctions.com is, this is this would be good for your lady listeners out there. I created a site. Um, I bought the software and created a site where anybody can post their used lingerie up for free and make all the profits. I designed it so that the women in the industry who woke up one day like I did and went, I don't want to suck a dick today. Um, <laughs> and then they, you know, I, I designed jewelry. I had other things that I did. So I was able to, to, you know, get out right away and not have a problem. But a lot of the girls, they, they wake up one day and don't want to do it anymore. And they have nothing. They don't. They have nothing to show for it, and don't know where to go. So I created GingerlinAuctions.com for the women in the adult industry initially, and then I found just we have regular girls, we have cam girls that are on there. So whatever you want to post on there, it's free for everybody. And for those of you who have your favorite porn stars, we've got over 200 porn stars up on GingerlinAuctions.com that bring me. They come over with their used lingerie. I photograph them. You get the lingerie. You get a certificate of authenticity. You get a, a Fuji Instax signed photo and an 8x10 with each auction. One of the things I, I really want to point out about this is, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Ginger, you don't make a dime on this thing, right? I, I don't do it. No, I don't make any money. I don't charge anybody anything. When the girls come over, I pay them for their lingerie. So even though it's under your name, it's it's your website, all the profits and everything goes to the girls. Goes to the girls. And that's, that's awesome. amazing. Yeah. And you're... Yeah, they just... I'm sorry, go ahead. There was no place to do... There was no place to do it. I used to make bank on eBay selling my clothes and my lingerie and my things for my movies. And I think that I'm personally responsible for eBay no longer allowing the sale of <laughs> you could underwear. Be. I, I was doing a really good business there. It was going very well. Um, but it's it's just really nice that you can get something personal from one of your favorite porn stars. And like I said, we've got so many of them. And uh, and I, I like little added touches, you know, with every single auction comes a Polaroid. So wow. it's it's nice. And, and, and it, it just helps the girls out. You know, they've got a place where... You know, they don't know what to do the next day, you know, when they don't want to do it anymore. You know, I know every girl has at least three bins of lingerie in their in their apartment or wherever they live because you can only wear things on film two, maybe three times tops. Mm -hmm. I never wore anything more than once on film. So, so yeah, you, you had a plethora. I wish there was a place where they, they showed, you know, where you can buy some of their toys. Because I've seen a couple toys on on video, and I'm like, I really want that thing. And then you try and describe it on on you know whatever Google. site you're trying to look <laughs> it up on, and you can't find the toy. And I'm like, where you know, where like, can I find this? I want this toy. Go to Cal Exotics, C A L, like California Cal Exotics. They've got an incredible line of toys. Um, I have. All of the toy companies are always wanting to come on my shows over the years, and I've had all of them on. And as far as uh, quality and design that you can tell 
a man didn't design it. You know, because a lot of the dildos that are out there for years, men designed them, and you don't know where my you know where my stuff is, but no, that needs to bend there. This needs to curve a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna hit my bone. I don't want that in me. No, and and so many like my biggest pet peeve I bought twice for the longest time was the rabbit, wow. um, because it it had these two little little rabbit ears that went under the hood, the hood of your clit, and all, it was like getting a massage from the worst person in the world and, and then you, you want another one when you're done. It's like, I, it, it, it defeated the whole, all I did was irritate my clit. Yeah. I'm not but a fan of the rabbit. Them, no, but now they've got them where the rabbit ears are, are um, a harder silicone. And so you've got a little bit, I'm a, I'm a humper. I, I love to hump things. And my, you know, I can, I can come in 30 seconds. I can hump the corner of the chair I'm sitting on right now and come. I can just, it's, <laughs> it's a gift. Um, but yeah, try Cal Exotics. I really like their toys. We'll have to check them out. Yeah. Because I'm always looking at the toys and I'm a toy whore. And I think we lined them up on the bar and it covered our entire bar <laughs> on how many we had to. Nice. We, yeah. So nice. yeah, I always try different ones and I'm like, oh, this one looks interesting and it's not that great um, or whatever. Yeah. So I'm always looking at them on the movies and I'm like, why can't they just tell me where that came from? <laughs> just somebody tell me you know, where it came I, from. <laughs> I'll tell you another place to go to. And this is my, this is where I shop for all my toys, but I actually go into the store, but they have a website. It's called Be Pleasure Chest. Yep. And anything and everything you could ever think of, they sell at the Pleasure Chest. It's, uh, it's on Melrose in, in Los Angeles. And like I bought something there not too long ago. It's been a couple of years now that I love. I like trying new things and going into new, you know, I've been having sex for a long time. I, I, I need you know, new, I need new spank reels all the time. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we, I bought this device and there's a, a dildo that's about six inches long and oh, about a 50 cent piece in width. And it's hard plastic, which normally I don't, no fucking way. And there are two metal strips on the side. They're about an inch wide on each side of it. And then I bought the connector, which has the same device only meant for your ass. So you put these both in, they're hooked up to electrodes. And then we have a little... Yeah, we have a little box, and Nick, uh, he's the only one that I'll let do it to me because what it does, it's it it pulsates, it it's like sucks the orgasm out of you. You can't help but come. You just put these in, turn it on, tell them higher, lower, whatever, and it literally, it, it it's like a tens unit inside of your pussy, going, shoo, shoo, shoo. and it, you come like you've never come before in your life. It's eight hundred dollars, but it's worth every penny. Oh goodness! What's the name of it? Um, Do you know? Yeah, you get it at the pleasure chest. Um, you know what? Let me go look. <laughs> yes, I do. It's, it's out of the box. It's out in the closet right now. Let me check, and I will tell you. Walking up the stairs. Oh, it's so weird. My dog is at doggy daycare, and I have a hundred forty pound Rottweiler who's usually running around chasing me. And, Kind of like a ghost town here. Okay, let's see. 
It's made by P as in Paul, E as in Edward, S as in Sam. P-E-S, that's the trademark. And I'm looking at the actual unit itself. It's Paradise Electro Stimulation Inc. Wow. We are going to have to check that bad boy out. Yeah, it's got uh, six different, there's four controllers. Um, one is for course, one is for fun. You've got pulse, and you've got frequencies. Uh, you've got two different channels, one for the ass and one for the pussy. It's just, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful place. Especially like if somebody has never had an orgasm or doesn't know how, you know, there's, I know it sounds scary, you know, yeah, we're going to electrify your pussy, you'll be fine. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of women don't know how to have an orgasm. Believe it or not, I still run into a lot of people that will call me um, or send me emails. And I'm, you know, always on my show, I talk about this as well, you know, just how to do it, you know. And the best way, in my opinion, is to find out on your own what works best for you. And then, like, I, I've, except for being raped by Ron Jeremy, I've never been fucked by anybody. I've fucked a lot of people. But they've, <laughs> I'm always the fucker and not the fuck me. <laughs> right. I like it that way. <laughs> um, except with my boyfriend, I'm a total sub when it comes to him. I'm like, I want to be hogtied. I want to be flogged. I want to be ball gagged. Um, I want my hair pulled. I want to be slapped. I want to be spanked. You know, I, I like it. I like it with Ross and I like it dirty. So in and any then, like, of your twice a year, I like it normal. <laughs> <laughs> in any of your um, career, did you ever play the the dom? Um, you know, in actually know, a BDSM I, type. No, I'm such the girl next door. The closest I came was in a film called Oh, Gentlemen Prefer Ginger. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the title of it, and it's a scene with. Me and Tom Byron and Peter North, and I'm dressed up in, in, in leather, and I've got them both on leashes, and I make them, I, I sit on top of a dog bowl and make them eat my pussy out of the dog bowl. And <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. And so, but, but the thing is, I've got like the, all the behind the scenes photos, and I, I, one of the things I did throughout my career was make sure that any photographs that were taken of me, I own them with the photographer, so um, I, I have a lot of these photos, but my point was, <laughs> in most of them, I'm laughing, and I'm smiling, and I'm, you know, I'm doing a D, I did a DP with the two of them, and I'm just, like, having the best time of my life, and I'm smiling and laughing and talking during the whole thing, and I, I just, there aren't a lot of girls that were like that. I, I was able to just be myself, enjoy what I was doing, and... Uh, and, and that's what I did. But as that's far awesome. as BDSM, I, that was very rare. Oh, um, not as a dom, but as a sub, I did uh, three shows for kink.com. Mm, okay. Have you ever been to kink.com? Yep, sure. I love it. I did uh, Sex and Submission. Uh, and then, I is that the one where I fought? Yeah, I think that I did one, and I, I've got twenty two years twenty two years of martial arts under my under my my three black belts and a third third degree down. Um, and the scene what what the movie was for Kink was 
both, there were two girls. She was about 25 years younger than me. And I had just had knee surgery on my right knee. I blew out my ACL, my MCL, my meniscus. So I'd, I'd been about six weeks healed. And there was one rule, one rule. You don't kick me in that leg. That, and that was like, I said, you know, I'll do this. You know, they paid me a buttload of money to do it. And I said, but you just can't kick this leg. I just had surgery. So the goal of the game, of the, of the scene, is to get the other person's uh, panties off and get your finger inside them, and then you get to be the dom and fuck her. Well, the girl, Bobby Starr, was the girl that I was doing the scene with, and she also had martial arts under her belt, and she had never had her panties removed, ever. She never lost a fight. And in the first round, I got her panties off, <laughs> and she was furious, because, you know, I was in my mid-40s, she was in her early 20s, <laughs> and that... Uh, Second round started, and she just kicked me right, and it kicked my knee right out. So, oh, ow! Shame on her. Yeah, <laughs> oh but I just goodness. home the, I, the ten grand softened the blow. <laughs> I suppose, <laughs> but yeah. Wow! <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my goodness. So let's talk a little bit about uh, gingerlinart.com. I'm in love with a picture on your on your website, by the way. Oh, which always, I don't know which one. I'm going to guess caramel, probably. Is it a, a woman's body? No. It, what is it? I am a water baby, so you have a beautiful picture, and I got instant goosebumps. It is a wave, and it's like black and white sparkling. Yes. And I just fell in love with this picture, and I'm like, anybody wants to buy me something for Christmas, this is what I want. <laughs> I love well, that picture. That one took me three months to paint, and I'll tell you why. My boyfriend is completely colorblind. He oh. sees in black and white. And so for his 46th birthday, I wanted to do something really special, and so I decided to paint something in black and white, which was really hard for me because I'm a color girl. Mm-hmm. If you look at most of my art, there's a ton of color in it. Um, and I'm, there's a lot of texture in my art as well. And yep. there's a story that goes behind that painting. It's called The Wave. And uh, we were lying in bed, and my boyfriend's apartment was uh, on the beach in Santa Monica. So, you know, the ocean's right there, and you can hear the waves. We were laying there, and I'm like, listen to those waves tonight. They're angry. It was an angry wave. And he's like, there's no such thing as an angry wave. Waves don't have emotions. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, they do. Now listen. And so I, I painted it with the angry wave in my head. And then off to the right, you'll see it almost looks like it's raining. When you touch it, it's all little, the raindrops are all what the paint is risen. So I, I, that's one of my favorite pieces. I'm going to do a few more black and whites because I'm, I'm having fun with that. I absolutely um, loved it. But to me, water and rain and ocean is my happy, mm-hmm. calm place. So I felt something different than what you just described. I felt calm. Calm and safe. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? I, I, and one of the things about my art is I, I've never taken an art class in my, in my life. I go to the, the art store and I'll just pick out colors that I like and come home and make something and just paint something. So, but most of my, my paintings come from, Either it can be a song, it can be a smell, it can be a memory, a conversation. Um, you know, it, there's one of my paintings of, oh, it's not up there right now. I just took down over 100 paintings because they were all sold. 
and it was getting really hard for people to look through them and see, you know, there were too many of them that were sold. So now everything that's up there is available. Uh, but I'm going to create another category that's just called my gallery so you can see everything that's sold over the years. But um, one of the things that we do in my podcast is uh, we have a piece of my art that's up on every show, a different piece. And uh, we tell the story behind it and what, what was going on with it and where the, you know, what happened and why. One of my favorite pieces, uh, it, the website really doesn't do it justice. Excuse me. It's orange and gold and red and mm-hmm. it's bold and it's this big piece. And I did that in 2003. Um, I had cancer. Uh, I was diagnosed with um, cancer in... 99 um, with ovarian cancer and so I had to have chemo and just, it, it, just all, uh, everything and they eventually had to just remove all of my female organs so afterwards after being known as a sex symbol and a porn star and I, I had this, this thought in my head that I wasn't a woman anymore you know, all of my, I couldn't make a baby. I'd lost my, my female, you know, mojo. And, and it was a really hard time for me. And it, uh, a couple of years later, after, you know, everything was better, I was on chemo for a year and everything was fine. And, you know, I've, I've, I've been, I'm good to go now. Yay. But uh, thank you. <laughs> the painting, it's called Hormones, W-H-O-R-E-M-O-A-N-S. <laughs> I named it Hormones. Great name. And it's just, it was one of my, the piece that, that, that every piece has a story that goes with it, every single one. And so that's why when you go to the website, you don't see prices um, because I want you to email me. I want you to ask me about it. I want to tell you the story. I, I you know, I, I, I could make it where you just, you know, click on a button and you buy the painting and it's yours. But I, I, I like things personal. And each piece of my art is like when it leaves the house, I just wrapped. Well, I just did a commission piece for a, a gentleman who has a, a beautiful BBW for a wife, and asked me to do a, a, a portrait. And I'm an abstract artist, and I said, you know, I, just as long as you, you look at my work, and know that that's what you're going to get is something that's in that line, that vein. And I just finished that piece, uh, and got it. It's packed up. I packed it up this morning, but I'm really sad now because I. It, it's going away, and and every piece of mine that goes away, I I use my hands a lot in my paint, so there's DNA in everything, um, and it it's what I do in between all the other things I do, in between a film that I'm doing, in between running the auction site, in between doing my podcast, um, you know, my painting is it's my zen place, it's my happy place. It's my, like, like when you saw the painting, the wave, and you felt that calm, that's what I get when I paint. Have you ever, um, do you ever experiment with other mediums? I mean, have you ever tried to get into sculpture at all? Do you use different, like, watercolors, or, or are you strictly? St- um, no, I'm acrylic on canvas, but I use, uh, I use glass beads. Um, sometimes I, I live at the base of this mountain. I live, I'm, I love where I live. My backyard is part of it's called Black Mountain, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I go hiking up there a lot, and there are crystals everywhere. It's just, it's just they just, it's, they just 
hang out. <laughs> wow. And so I'll bring the crystals home and I grind those up and I put them into my paint sometimes. And I'll use sand in my paint. And um, sometimes I'll do things really like I have a painting that weighs about 50 pounds because rather than using a brush, I actually used the tube and did everything with dots. The whole painting, it, it's, it's a, a, a woman made out of hearts, made out of these big globby thick things of paint. Oh, that's cool. Neat. Yeah. So these are something um, that really you almost need to see in person to be able to to get the texture. Yeah, to the, see the, the texture feeling. and the the, the feel of it. The texture's what yeah, that the texture's what you can't see. There's um there's one that comes up I think in the transition in the in the uh it's it's a big giant ass. Yeah. Have you seen that one? I yeah. did. That's yeah, I love that piece, and you can just touch it, and there's so many different feelings to it. Um, the Wiggle Bedroom is is a piece that uh, is from Rockford. I think I talked about it a little earlier. Did I talk about the Wiggle Bedroom? You talked to us off-air about it a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, it was just my, my great aunt. I used to go out there and, and spend every moment that I could because it was so much fun. And uh, there was a room that we always fought over sleeping in. It was called the Wiggle Bedroom because... There was, it was like, you know how an animal will make a little dent in wherever they sleep? So many kids had slept in that bed over the years that there was like a little nest in the middle of it. (laughs) And whenever I laid in there and looked out the window, there was always the moon. It was always right there when I was in the wiggle bedroom. And so I have a big painting over my bed, which is the moon from my, my POV from the wiggle bedroom. Oh, wow. How cool is that? That wow. So do you do, um, do you get in galleries or, um, no, you- I, you know, I've done one art show and I'm, I'm not good at selling things. I'm not like the, you know, if they're my, they're my babies and I, 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 no, I don't do galleries. I just put everything up on the website and I'm better one-on-one than like a big gallery thing. And I'm, I'm too sensitive. I wouldn't want the critique. I don't paint for anybody but myself. Um, unless of course I'm doing a commission piece, but when you get out and I, you know, the one show I did, you get out in the art world and it's so clicky. Like even here in Vegas, the show that I did after doing that show, now I can't go to the other, there's the, the other art click here in town. So they won't have anything to do with me because I've already associated myself with the first click. Oh my goodness. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. But we have something called first Fridays and the first Friday of every month, it's kind of like an open air market and, uh, you know, people bring out their art and their crafts and their food. And it, it's a, it's a really fun big deal. So once it, the summer is over, cause it, it, it's, it's 108 degrees here right now. And oh it's, it's, you know, I'm not joking. And it's six o'clock at night. Um, it, it'll be, it doesn't go down. And once we get our, our, our summer here, it's just brutal. So I'll be back out into the real world, probably September. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Just uh, we, when we're starting to get super cold. <laughs> yeah. That's when I start hiking and get, uh, getting out again. It's, uh, perfect. Yeah. The four months that you guys thrive on and live for. Those are the four months that I I dread leaving the house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and we're like, put away your pumpkin spice stuff. It's still summer. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. 
So, Ginger, with your with your mainstream acting, I know you've got a lot of stuff coming up. How's that going right now? You know, I I this is the best year that I've had as far as film goes. The last best the last two years. You know, for the longest time in the beginning, I I was the porn star that got small roles in B movies, then I got lead roles in B movies, then I got small roles in A movies. Then, you know, I've kind of the television and, you know, I, I work more than any other actor I know, um, personally, uh, you know, went to school with a, a lot of people for over the six years that I went. So mm-hmm. I do work a lot. It, it's just, I think I'm at an age now where, um, I'm, I'm getting all these great villain roles. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> I'm the psycho. I'm the nut job. I'm the murderer. I'm the a film I just did. I'm accountable. Oh my goodness! Uh, you know, so <laughs> yeah, but it's okay because I own my own diner, and, oh. and you know I have the best barbecue in Texas. So, and, <laughs> so uh, and I know a little uh, bit about what you're referring to there. How was it working with Rob Zombie? Um, Rob is amazing to work with. I I generally can have a, a conversation with most people quite easily. With Rob, it's always it, it, it. I never know what to say. He's always nice. He's cast me in three three movies. I've only I turned one down. I turned down the Lords of Salem, mm-hmm. but um, he's what I love about him, and, and and is is that he allows you to to be to improv a lot. And in I in uh, the Devil's Rejects, I love everything about it. I wouldn't. It's just perfect. The last film I did for Rob was 31, and Richard Brake plays Doomhead, leading man. In the script, I'm Doomhead's girlfriend, and we are the most fucked up couple ever. <laughs> um, and so there's, we had the dialogue that Rob had written for us, and then he said, just keep going, just do what you guys want to do. And there's, there's a half an hour on the cutting room floor that is priceless. And yet, all you see me in now, just I just look like some girl getting fucked by, by Doomhead. So, eh, you know, I they they were trying to get their rating down to an R, just four edits to get oh, that way. Sure. And Rob had so many good things. The script was I, I liked the script for Thirty One better than the script for The Devil's Rejects. But when it came to B, because of all of the editing and the censorship and everything and, and the brutality, I mean, we've got a Nazi midget. Uh, in the movie, you know, <laughs> oh, wow. murder. Yeah, yeah. There's just it's so wrong in so many ways that it 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 didn't quite. We, they had to cut out a lot of the wrong that needs to be in there to justify the rest of the wrong. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> if you, that makes any sense at all. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned uh, yeah. that, especially when you first started uh, crossing over into mainstream. You know, you were you were known as the adult actress. Then you get these these off parts, I guess, a little bit. Can you tell me the story? I I heard this and I love it. Um, you were almost in a huge blockbuster mm. that um, actually yeah. is one of my favorite movies. I, it ended up being a great movie, but um, the studio had a problem with it is what I heard. Yeah, this was, this was back. Uh, I'm going to say 90, 91, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I had an audition for a film called Katini. 
And I went in and I, I did the audition and then I got a call back and then I got a third call back or you know, they summoned to a third time, which was my screen test. And it was down to me and Sharon Stone for the role in Casino. The studios said, nope, we're not going to do it. Scorsese wanted me and he lost the fight. But what he did, I've got the original sides. Uh, somewhere right behind me in all my filing cabinets and the original character's name was not Ginger. So as, as a little uh, fuck you to the studio, and in my opinion, that's what Scorsese did. He changed the character's name to Ginger. That is Stone. awesome. <laughs> uh, it was the, the toughest, like, six weeks of my life. You know, my dad sending me the cards with a little kitten hanging on the branch of a tree going, hang in there. And, oh, you know, because yeah. every day you're waiting for that phone call. And, you know, that what I try to do when I go out for roles is I just go in and do it and forget about it. Because if I thought about every single audition that I went to that I didn't get, I'd give up on acting. Oh, sure. Um, but I'm at the point now where I'm, I haven't, I still audition for Rob every time, mm -hmm. but he still hires me every time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know, but I don't know why, but that's, that's how Rob works. So I'm, I'm happy and grateful to be in any of his films. Is that, uh, is that stigma gone away now for you? You don't get the, the, oh, yes she's an adult no. film star anymore? Well, like I just got a, an, uh, an inquire, inquiry from uh, Adult Swim. They're doing a new uh, cartoon, and they just approached me for something on that uh, two days ago. So, um it's it depends on what it is sure uh there's there's a lot less stigma today than there used to be and i've proven myself as an actor in several films uh you know i have a lot of work that i'm very very proud of and most recently um i did a film called dirty blonde and uh the film won a bunch of awards and uh i actually won best supporting actress Wow. Um, against all the other films that it was up against in, in the festival. So congrats. I'm proud of that one. Yeah. I, you know, I, I never even thought it never crossed my mind that I would win anything in the mainstream world. You know, I've got boxes full of trophies and best actress awards and best this awards and that awards in the adult industry. But even though I, I consider myself self successful in my crossover, um, you know, it, it, I just had a brain fart. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it, it, it's, just, it's a lot easier now. People don't, I, I, like I said, I've proven myself and, and they hire me because of my acting abilities. It's not because of the, you know, back in the day I, I was the hot young ingenue and that's when, you know, I, Hollywood really wasn't ready for letting anybody from adult into the mainstream industry. Right. Uh, and today I think it's a lot different. There are a lot of girls that, that I know of that will do small parts in different movies. And, you know, I, I don't know anyone that's working regularly like I am at this point, but I'm just one of the lucky ones, <laughs> really lucky. And I've worked hard. So uh, yeah, I, I think I'm the first successful crossover into mainstream how many how many films do you have lined up right now? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
two, three, four this year. Wow. And then one, my biggest one, and I can't talk about it yet. All I can tell you that it has a $29.7 million budget. Ooh. And yeah, and so it's a really big film, and I've got a, a nice character. I'm not one of the leads, but I've got a really great role in the film. So uh, the studios aren't as afraid as they used to be. That's awesome. Uh, I don't think I'm, you know I don't think I'm ever going to be put you know play up against Tom Cruise or uh, uh, Tom Hanks, but uh, I'm happy with where I am and I'm happy with the work that I'm getting and. As I said, the roles are just getting more and more interesting as time goes by, um, and I'm having I'm having so much fun. In Dirty Blonde, I, I play the most horrible, messed up mother in the world. The film starts with me uh, turning my daughter out on her 16th birthday oh. to do tricks. So it's just one of those. And my my boyfriend manager is is giving me the wrap it up sign. So. Um, <laughs> Well, we want to certainly say a huge thank you, um, you know, first of all, for coming on our show and spending all this time with us. We really appreciate that. And I'm sure everybody here back in the Midwest is going to love hearing this. Um, And also a thank you for for your work in radio, too, because like like we told you earlier, you've been kind of an inspiration to us. And and we miss Playboy Radio. We do. (laughs) So So I'm glad you're coming back. You can hear it on the Ginger and Rose show, and yes. you two are, are both wonderful. It's been so nice to be on the show with you. I thank you. And uh, Carmen, we, we have a kiss coming up. <laughs> we do. We do. We're we going to have to, we'll have to hook that up. Yep, definitely. <laughs> Next time you're back in town, it's let a, us know. <laughs> yep, I, I will. It'll be probably, well, it, would, it depends on my filming schedule. Right now, I can't commit to any dates. My, my nephews and niece are going, why don't you, why don't you tell my Aunt Ginger? Because I'm crazy Aunt Ginger and I always get everybody in trouble. <laughs> oh, no, not you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll tell you one more thing. When I came back to Rockford after people in you know, my films were out and it was, you know, the hard copy and Entertainment Tonight and mm. all those shows and it was pretty obvious to anybody and everybody. You know, you get a girl from Rockford that becomes well-known and it's a big deal in Rockford. And I cannot tell you I had well I had the one boyfriend in high school for the first three years and then I had another boyfriend after that I go back home and I there are so many guys girls will go yeah I heard you slept with this guy and that guy I didn't sleep with like anybody in Rockford maybe you know (laughs) like 10 people but yeah it's the way it sounds now is I slept with my entire high school oh yeah the the rumor mill is churning yeah I'm sure oh yeah (laughs) you know well, Ginger, we but want for the most part, everybody's been very, very accepting of my my choices. Good, good. Uh, I want to put it out there again, guys. If you want to go see Ginger's art, you can go to gingerlinart.com. If you're interested in the auctions that uh, we were talking about of all the lingerie and, and such, you can go to gingerlinauctions.com. Or if you just want to see more of Ginger, gingerlin.com. <laughs> Those are three <laughs> websites out there. And, of course, the podcast will be uh, up and available on September 2nd anywhere podcasts are found. So get on iTunes, get on SoundCloud, find it, and listen to it. Make sure you listen because I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. I can't I wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Thank you. Well, the last time that we, we did this, I did it in L.A. Uh, two years ago, did a podcast before I moved here. And within 30 days, we hit number two on iTunes in the sexuality category. So Awesome. Awesome. Uh, 
I'm, I'm hoping that we, we get back up there right away. And, and uh, where can I listen to your show? Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, it's everywhere. You can find podcasts, Blueberry, all those have it on there. So, And, of course, you can find us on Facebook at Midwest Menage a Trois. So we're, we're well, out there. That, that, <laughs> I want to hear you guys as well. You've been absolutely wonderful. I want to thank you so much. And to all my, all my rock 40s, I miss you. I'll be home soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we look forward to it, and this was wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ginger. Thank you. Good night. Good night.